This is Creatives Incorporated, where we take a look at the process and inspiration of creators. I'll be your host. My name is Travis. I'm a commercial photographer and production sound mixer based in Pensacola, Florida. Episode 4, Letting Go of Hope with L of Lore 101. L, better known as Lore 101 on her YouTube channel, is the creator behind two Sonic the Hedgehog fan audio dramas, which together have garnered more than 70,000 plays. From a single magazine article to a skilled audio editor, producer, and writer, what could you do when an untapped passion is unleashed? Down the fandom rabbit hole we go on today's Creatives Incorporated podcast. All right, today we have L, also known on YouTube as Lore101. Hello. <laughs> So today we're going to talk to you about this great YouTube series you created about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. And specifically, I want to ask, how did you come up with the idea? And then after you had that, how do you develop the vast variety of skills needed to implement something like what you've done? Well, um, so I have two Sonic the Hedgehog series um, audio series on YouTube. Uh, the first is Letting Go of Hope, and the second is Unleashing Hope. Letting Go of Hope... Um, started way back. The idea actually started uh, for it um, as we began in 2003. It was a fanfiction.net story. And this um, was something you wrote yourself? Yes and no. Okay. So, okay. So, Letting Go of Hope was actually written by one someone named Comics28. Um, now, just up to the, about the first six chapters. Um, that was on fanfiction.net for a very long time. It started in 2003 when uh, Sonic X was still really new at the time. So um, anyway, so about the first six chapters of Letting Go of Hope was originally written on fanfiction.net by Comics28. Um, I found the story, I think, in 2006 or seven, and I actually contacted her about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this story is so amazing. You got to finish it, blah, blah, blah. So I actually um, converted it into a script um, and... Ultimately, the story on fanfiction.net never got finished. Um, by that time, she was no longer an active writer. So she actually just said, hey, I, I like your, you know, what you did with it, so go ahead and finish the story. So the original idea of letting go of hope is someone else, but it was like handed over to me. So I guess it was kind of a collaborative thing, I yeah. guess you could say. It sounds like a really organic collaboration, it was. too. It was. Um, now, the... Pretty much the premise of Letting Go of Hope was, you know, um, set in the Sonic X universe. Sonic, and you know, when he landed in our world, instead of Chris finding him and all that going on, um, he actually was picked up by, like, an illegal animal testing warehouse. <laughs> and he ends up, like, stuck in this warehouse. And um, during the course of that story, he befriends a veterinarian intern there named Jade, and she actually helps get him out. Um, now, with Letting Go of Hope, I think what really drew people to it was actually the dramatic, like, the drama in it. So, like, there were times where, like, you think, like, Sonic knows you, like, everybody thinks um, Sonic's going to die. Like, I guess it, if you relate it to, like, cancer or something. Like, so, like, Sonic basically had cancer and everybody thought he was going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just... View it like that, but like the drama, you know, like, oh no, you know, he's poisoned. What are we going to do? So, anyways, um, within the story, there's an uh, original evil, evil villain who, you know, ran the warehouse. Um, his name was Dr. Cameron, and uh, he's the one who, like, 
put this sickness on Sonic. And so their the ultimate like goal of the story was to bust the evil doctor, get rid of, you know, and save all the animals and make sure that never happens to anybody ever again, you know. So um that was Letting Go of Hope. Um Letting Go of Hope ran, I believe, for two years. It took me to complete it. Because um mind you, each chapter um took about a month to produce because um I gave voice you know like deadlines for voice actors. I had to kind of refine the script a little bit and then um you know sometimes I would need extensions <laughs> as well. So um as for the cast of actors, um I was really lucky to find the narrator that I did. Um she was actually recommended to me by someone else in the Sonic community. And um originally she was just gonna do Chris Thorndike and Tails, which is <laughs> very accurate by the way. You'd think you're actually listening to those characters. But she also offered to do the narration part as well. So I was like, yeah, give it a shot. And she's just, she was amazing at it. And she's been the narrator throughout the entire series. And so. it says a lot to find someone who's willing to commit that much time to a project and has as much passion for it <laughs> mm-hmm. as probably And that's the main big reason also why it took so long between chapters because like I would just be mostly, most of the time I would be waiting for the lines. And once I did get the lines in, then that was a big process in and of itself. Um, now, for the first few chapters of Letting Go of Hope, like this was my very first time doing anything like that. So, and you can tell if you listen to it today, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's dated, but um, you, you can tell I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> for the first few chapters. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put this together and see what it comes out to be. Um, it ended up did getting really popular. And by the 12th chapter, which it was the end of the letting go of hope story um now like the the ending of the story was my my idea like i finished this, the storyline so um by the end of the series of letting go of hope you can see like a humongous improvement and it's just it's like it's like night and day it's amazing and um to me like i'm like eh, yay I, I finished it so um moving forward about i don't know a year after Letting Go of Hope finished, I decided to go ahead and continue with the sequel called Unleashing Hope. Um, as you can guess from the title, the Unleashing Hope centers around the Sonic Unleashed universe. Um, the Werehog is involved with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. With that series, are you... Now, on uh, Letting Go of Hope, how large was your cast? How many- <laughs> Funny thing about Letting Go of Hope also, and one thing you'll notice is... There were a couple cast changes throughout um, through the story. Um, there was the Amy Rose is different at the end than she was at the beginning. Different actor actress. I had to. Ch- I had so much horrible luck with the Knuckles voice actor. I can't even begin to tell you. Like Knuckles, I think changed about four or five times. Oh within wow! The series just for letting go of hope and. Um, yeah, it was really frustrating. Like I said, some actors will drop out, mm-hmm. and you have to hurry and replace them to do this these lines. But to try and keep the, even though it's a fan, you try project. to keep them at least in in the same character. You know, right, right. And you're, I'm assuming your audience still wants some consistency on delivery and. Yeah, definitely. So that that's probably one thing people would complain about with letting go of hope is that the knuckles voice actor changed quite frequently within the series. Um, wasn't my fault, though. I did try. It was just more of a, oh, God, they can't do it. I can't get in touch with them. 
um, okay, you, your knuckles, you know, it's just like, so, um, the Sonic, um, is actually my very good friend, uh, Curtis, um, he goes by General Cacti online, um, I've known Curtis for years now, like, um, we actually, we met on DeviantArt, and we would talk on AIM, <laughs> yeah, like, almost every night, um, and, you know, just, and I, he's a he is a hilarious voice actor, and he does he did Sonic a couple times for his animations. He's a great Flash animator too. So oh great, yeah, that's kind of how I find him. I found him through one of his animations on DeviantArt, and I actually it was um, a Sonic animation. It was called Shadow CD Player, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. You need to put this on YouTube again. This YouTube was pretty new at this time. This was like in 2007 or so. So I'm like, dude, you, this is really awesome. You need to put this on YouTube. So he did. I believe that video has like over 10 million views. Now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, that's, that's pretty a, intense. That's a really big, like, and, you know, it wouldn't be on YouTube with, besides me. So, you know, anyways, we became really good friends from that. And um, we still keep in touch. Um, like, like I said, we, during all this time, this has been like a period of 10, 15 years or so, you know, people's lives go in different directions so um i still talk with him but he's he's awesome he's just great voice actor hilarious bloopers like some of these bloopers he sends me just has me on the floor <laughs> so letting go of hope um has 12 chapters each about 9 to 12 minutes long sometimes 15 minutes say for the last chapter of letting go of hope that one ran for 30 minutes <laughs> i went out I'm like this is like the big finale mm-hmm. so i went ahead and did that one for 30 minutes. Um, Unleashing Hope has 15 chapters, each about 9 to 12 minutes long. Um, and that has a complete uh, thing as well. Lango of Hope, again, took two years to complete. Unleashing Hope took about three years to complete. Now, what made you want to do an audio an series audio and series, not... Like anything visual? Right. Well, one thing about me in particular is I can't draw. At all. I have, like, do not ask me to draw anything because I actually have really horrible anxiety about it. Um, I remember I had to take a drawing class for one of my prerequisites in college, and my parents had to hire somebody to sit with me and calm me down while I was doing the assignments because I just, I would just, like, have a freak out. I'm like, I can't draw yet. <laughs> so, anyway, so, um, and even then I barely passed the class with a C. That's just how bad I am at drawing. <laughs> But, um, so that being said, I can't draw worth crap, and I didn't really want to depend on anyone else, you know, to draw for me, particularly um, when I had no money to commission anybody to do so. So I just thought about, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and make it, like, a a story, like, because everybody, like, if you think about, like, when you're young, you love to be read stories by your parents or your teachers or whatever. You're sitting in class and um, teachers would read stories to you. So I kind of took it as that approach, like, you know, you're you're being told the story. Right. And you so. did you did a little more than that because you've got all of the sound design elements in there as well. Multiple casts. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. really is a full audio play. It is. Which is quite an undertaking for just an idea to flush the whole thing out. Yeah. So, um particularly with Unleashing Hope. So the basically the thing with Unleashing Hope was um, I, I'm definitely a whole lot better script writer than I am like a full-fledged fiction mm-hmm. writer. 
So um, that being said, so I go ahead, I write the script, and I actually had two or three other people kind of look over it with me just to review it and critique it a little bit, um, tweak it if, if needed. Um, and then I would finalize the script, and then I send the script to the actors. I usually gave them like a month, mm-hmm. about four weeks, to do their lines. And, um, excuse me. It's okay. And even then, um, some had to ask for extensions, which I was very flexible with. I'm like, you know, take, take what you need, but just get them to me when you can. And usually they would eventually give, give them to me, which is good. So yeah. um, once I got all the lines in, I would put that together. Um, so basically, it's a narration. So narration and the characters all are on, and I, I, I would do it in sections too, because it's like a 15 minute thing once it's complete. So I put all the raw lines together, all the characters and the narrator talking. Then I put the sound effects on there, and then I do the background music. And uh, it was really cool how I, I all, every pretty much about 99% of the background music in my audio series are royalty free from newgrounds.com. You, Wonderful little site. You, that was actually my next question. Where did you get your sound effects and your music? And you beat me to um, it. That's great. Yeah. So Newgrounds.com, great royalty-free background music site. And the way I would find um, particular songs for particular scenes was I would literally just type in a word that related to the scene. Hmm. So um, it's if. It's kind of funny, like you might notice, because I have the song list of each background song I used for each part. Um, there was, I guess in Letting Go of Hope, there was like one part where Sonic was sick, and you can hear him throwing up. Oh, cool. <laughs> and um, there's, there's a song in the background that's titled is literally Grimace and Vomit. Like that's the name of the song that's playing in the background. So... It's kind of title-based, believe it or not. It's like it's just stuff I would find by searching these words, and you got to go through a lot of them, mind you. Like the Newgrounds is just like a big plethora library of really just random songs, and some of them, like some of them, you would click on, it would go boom, like it would hurt your ears. I'm like, oh my god! So I felt like those like were prank ones, like like click this, like clickbait kind of thing. (laughs) So those were always fun. That's so great. So. You released it, and mm-hmm. one of the things I'd like to to let the audience know is this feels like a very niche topic, and and, and Sonic is a very beloved property. It's <laughs> something that's been around, especially for people of our generation. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you'd still think it would have a small audience. I mean, I checked again today. Your channel has 21,000, over 21,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. and then a lot more than that <laughs> on on each of these series. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you? It actually did. Um now, it's always good to promote, you know, mm-hmm. like link it, link it, link it wherever you can. And that's kind of what I did, particularly with Unleashing Hope series. Also, a great thing for promotion is um, commissioning artists on DeviantArt to draw a scene of what you, what you want. So there's actually a good number of um, fan arts on DeviantArt that are portraying a scene from the story. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those, some of, not not all, but some of those are commissions. Like I paid the artist to draw this scene and they would you know, post it and thus link, like this is from this, this is an, this image is a scene from this and they would link it and that's a good way to get views as well. <laughs> so um, definitely it's with niche marketing, like you need to find 
artists and you know people like all the artists I commissioned are popular artists within the sonic community. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing like so you have to find something that's along like with that matches up everybody's interest. So in order to reach a good audience, find an artist that like is popular because of this thing or whatever, you know, and you know, sometimes you can get really good prices on commissions, sometimes you can't. It just depends on the time of year, honestly. Like sometimes I'll do like holiday specials and whatnot, and the, those are good to take advantage of if you're ever commissioning on DeviantArt. So. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that there was a, a time of year. I know a lot of the work I do, mm-hmm. there are slow and, and there are busy times throughout the year that just happen to be mm-hmm. the ebb and flow of, of those, yeah. those areas. But even something like design with fan projects, you can run into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and also like with artists, if, depending on their popularity, their commission slots will will run out real quickly once as like as soon as they open them like five spots filled so you got to be kind of on the ball with that as well it's like a it's like a bidder you know i feel like, like an auction like oh me me you know so <laughs> anyways um i was really lucky actually to have one artist in particular um i commissioned his name is dark speeds i believe he did some stuff for um the sonic comics um in the past like for archie i believe he did some like promotional material for that Anyways, he opened up commissions, and I, like, immediately jumped on him, like, me! <laughs> so I, I went ahead and commissioned him, and he did an awesome, really neat piece um, from Unleashing Hope with uh, the Werehog and uh, Knuckles as a werekidna, and they're battling each other in a fighting cage. So you can just picture that image. It's really epic-looking, <laughs> so... Well, the last topic uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to you about. Now, mm-hmm. uh, for the audience, we are recording this episode ahead of time, and uh, yeah. it, you're actually the first episode I'm recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of details were still firming down, but you're getting ready to leave and move yeah. to... I'm going to be moving to North Carolina very soon. I get to say bye-bye to Florida. Yeah, um. so we're going to throw this episode in the archive so I can pull it out later. Yeah. So uh, the timing might be different, but I've yeah. got to ask... The Sonic movie coming out. Your reaction, the whole thing oh, with the redesign. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, um, I'm actually not as like active in the Sonic community as as I used to be. Like, um, I, like I still love Sonic. I still self proclaimed Sonic fan. But um, as for like making new Sonic content or being with different Sonic projects, I'm kind of just I'm not as active as I used to be with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for a number of reasons. So. That being said, um, the Sonic movie, <laughs> um, I'm glad they're fixing it. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they will give those animators a break in fixing it, though. I seriously doubt they can do much what they're d- promising in six months. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. It's, it's just like, oh. you know, if I if it were me, I would like, and I were like an animator like that. I what what I would do um, as a company actually would I would like um, get volunteer interns to like to help with with it, um, but they have to be volunteer. Like they're like you know they apply and it's an it's an internship, but they get as many of those as they can, and I guarantee you people will do it, particularly for the Sonic movie because they say I got to work on the Sonic movie, you know. Oh. So that's what I would do if I were like the in charge of it, like I'd say, hey, we're we're gonna open this up to any volunteers who would like 
to help us with this. And I and I'm sure they would like tons of people would want, would probably jump on it just to be a part of the Sonic movie because they do want to fix it. They do want it to be good. Right. So. <laughs> and uh, we have time for uh, uh, maybe one or two more questions. I really want to ask your next project that you're currently working on. Do you yes. want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, my next project is going to be called Womp World. Um, for those who don't know what a womp is, it's basically just like a fan, um, like a fan fiction, a fiction slang term for a character that goes through horrible things like torture and you know just emotional, mental abuse. Horrible things happen to these characters, um, and it's actually a genre of like storytelling, of writing and whatnot. Um, this series is basically going to be featuring inhuman, wumpy characters, and again, a wumpy is the character that's horrible things are happening to it. Um, the difference between uh, just regular old wump stories and this series that I'm doing called Wump World is that there's always going to be a comfort at the end. So, like. The character goes through horrible things, but there's always going to be like a situation or another character that's going to relieve this wumpy character from whatever it just went through. So it's going to like it's going to leave you with a sense of satisfaction, like oh, it's going to be okay, you know. <laughs> so um, that one I am working on. Um, hopefully, I can get it done. I know it will be done this year, at, at the very least this year. Um, like I said, I'm moving, and there's just a bunch of stuff going on, but um, I am going to work on that, and it's going to be. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited about that. Great. And and the last thing I want to ask is uh, just because we have we have time. When did your your love for Sonic and by extension all these oh, other good. kind of fan interests you have? Where did they? I was they hoping start? you would ask that. Yeah. Um, so basically, I became a hardcore Sonic fan in 2001, 2002, and it, the story of it's really neat. Um, I was on a mission trip to Tampa, Florida at the time, and um, I brought a movie magazine with me. Um, while um, and while like my youth group or whatever, everybody else was in the other room of the hotel watching the Real World. That's how, that's how long ago this was, the Real World. So I just sat in my room and I read this movie magazine, and there was a tiny little article in it about Sonic, and mostly the article was like talking about um, Sonic and how he's a video game and he has. TV shows and whatnot. Now, um, Sonic X was really new at the time, so I was promoting that. And then I read that article, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I played Sonic, but I never played Sonic. Right. So, um, actually, once, once I got back home, I went and I got Sonic Adventure DX for the GameCube, and I played through that, and after that, I was immediately hooked. I just, I mean, saw it, it's been like that ever since. Like, um, I've just been a hardcore Sonic fan since then so it's been about what well over 15 years now <laughs> so since then but yeah it's really interesting people ask me how did you become a sonic fan i really like to tell that story because i get to say oh it was just from a little magazine article <laughs> that's all it was that's fantastic yeah yeah <laughs> so um i'm really glad that i am a sonic fan though because i got to meet some great awesome people and have new experiences and you know there's many many people i wouldn't know today if it weren't Sonic, so um, I'm I'm glad that I found that magazine article and it made, and it made me hooked to Sonic. So great. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Al. Thank you for sharing your projects and your passions with us. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to also give Al the credit in the background of uh, these. 
uh, side shots, you've been seeing these sound panels. L helped me build those mm-hmm. um, many months ago when we first started hanging out. Yeah, so every time fun. people see this set, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna know you had a hand in it. Yes, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so so thank you. We'll miss you. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Find more at creativesincorporated.com. dot